Hello and welcome to Scott Rock, our brand new podcast by Climb Scotland, bringing you climbing stories and mountain tales from Scottish underdogs and local heroes. Your hosts are the legendary, well, me, Callum McBain, and me, Robert McKenzie. Callum, what is the plan, bud? Well, we both love interview podcasts, and for our jobs, we get to travel around and speak to loads of different climbers. So we thought we would combine both of these things and share the stories we hear through this podcast. That's right. We're not just interviewing the hardcore among you, but literally anyone that we think has a cool story to tell. And we know that there's a lot of you out there. So keep an eye out every fortnight for the latest Climber Chat. And if you have anyone you'd like to hear from, or if you want to be in the show yourself, let us know and spread the Scott Rock word. And remember, guys, when you get back out there climbing, back to the crags, back to the walls, be safe and do your buddy checks. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Scott Rock. This is Robert. It is a beautiful Monday morning, and the best bit is we are now in phase one of the exit from lockdown in Scotland. Woohoo! That means climbing is possible again. Woohoo! Yes, you heard me right. Last week on the 28th of May, the Scottish Government announced the first steps in moving out of our lockdown. Uh, Now, this is not a total free-for-all. It's still small first steps and restrictions on travel as well as public health advice on social distancing and hand hygiene and stuff. That is all still in place. So if we are planning our days... Remember that it's really important to stay local, use our good judgment, follow the guidelines, be respectful to each other and other communities and other climbers, and to make good risk assessments for the activities that we're doing so that we can all get back to starting climbing and starting hill walking again safely. The Mountain Safety Group, led by Mountaineering Scotland, it includes Mountain Rescue, Mountain Training, Association of Mountaineering Instructors, Glenmore Lodge, they have all been working extremely hard to get hill walking and climbing on the list of approved activities. So I think we can all say a huge thank you to every single one of them for all the efforts they've put in. It is because of them that we can now get back out there. They have also created guidelines for anyone heading out to the outdoors, uh, which you can find on the Mountaineering Scotland website. That is uh, mountaineering.scot, along with uh, a fax document as well, kind of question and answers for uh, for all of you that want to know exactly what the guidelines mean, what we can what we can get back to. At this moment, uh, they are they have a list of suggested activities uh, for phase one, which is uh, hill walking up to Monroe level, uh, low level bouldering and top roping. Uh, but the basic outline of everything is stay local. The travel advice for exercise is still to stay within a short distance of your local community, broadly within that five miles, walking, cycling, rollerblading where possible, you know, try not to drive if you don't have to. Be safe, keeping your hands clean, washing them regularly, using a hand sanitizer, stop licking people. You can meet one house, uh, people from one household outdoors, uh, but... Keep your two metres social distancing. Try not to hug anybody, please. Remember to take it easy. Stay well within your capabilities. Try not to take any unnecessary risks uh, with the things that you're doing. Take it easy. 
be thankful we can get back out there just climbing again. You know, it doesn't have to be project. It doesn't have to be hard. It can just be moving on easy stuff. You know, enjoy it. It's only for a little bit. Yeah. Be prepared. Bring maps, compasses, wear the right clothes, bring the right equipment. Remember that mountain rescue assistance at this time might be limited. So be self-reliant in the mountain. They might not be able to come and get you straight away. Okay, so be prepared. Bring what you need uh, and be ready to, to be out there for a little bit longer than you might normally be if you get into trouble. Uh, be considerate of other hill walkers or climbers, uh, others in the community, landowners, farmers. Uh, yeah, everybody else is still going to have their their concerns about all this. So just be considerate when you get out there. Try and avoid honeypot areas if you can. Uh, if areas start to get too busy, you know, uh, you can. Uh, if you're struggling to be socially distant, consider... Being the bigger person, maybe, and heading somewhere else. You know, have plan A, plan B, plan C in your head. Um, just trying to be considerate of everybody else. But anyway, stay local, be safe, be prepared, and be considerate, and enjoy the outdoors, whether that's going to your local park, crag, hill, uh, whatever it is. But let's get back to the episode. This week, we have one of the coolest people that I've ever had a chance to work with, actually. I really, really like working with Anna Wynn. Uh, we met when she was opening up the Youth Climbing Club in Loch Goylehead. Uh, mum, climber, mountaineer, architect, spoon carver, and notably mountain rescue member, Anna and her family live uh, a pretty wild and adventurous life. Uh, it is really cool, and she is a really, really cool person. I really enjoyed this chat. And despite me knowing and working with her for over three years now, I honestly didn't know that much about her life before we met. Uh, so this was a really cool fact-finding mission for me as well, uh, as we we're going through this recording. Uh, it was a really cool chat. So yeah, I hope you are now listening to this on your way or coming back from the crag or the hills uh, and or in your garden uh, on your home board in the sun. Uh, just enjoying yourself. I hope you enjoy the conversation with Anna Wynn. Start a bit and make sure that... Better make sure that I've actually got her name right uh-huh. here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no worries. It's only been, what, three and a half years? Yeah. Three and a half years. I should know by now. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Right, we are sitting down with Anna Wynn. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. <laughs> She's not nervous for this at all. No. No. Take not it in her stride. Uh-huh. No. Not a single bead of sweat. Nothing. Um, so Anna is a super psyched mountaineer. You are super keen. Uh, just loves getting out there. You run the Lock Oil Head Youth Climbing Club. I do. Yeah, this uh-huh. is how we met. Uh, and you've also got a family here in, in Lock Oil Head. I have, and, uh, have a wild family. A wild, wild family. West. <laughs> uh, you run your own architecture business just out of the house. I do, yeah. 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 Um, in my real life. <laughs> and you're also a member of the Mountain Rescue Team. Which Mountain Rescue Team is it? Araka. Araka Mountain Rescue, Rescue Team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you are pretty active. You are pretty easy. You've got like a lot mountains. going on. You've got a lot going on. A lot of it in oh, the mountains. And uh-huh. you are living in a pretty prime spot for the mountains, aren't you? It's very beautiful. Yeah, uh-huh. It's absolutely gorgeous down here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And your house is lovely. We're sitting in, in your living room kitchen area. You. It's gorgeous. Um, so I've known you for a little bit. We just worked out three and a half years. Mm-hmm. God, that time has passed really it's quickly, really hasn't it? It's really flown. Really I can't quickly. believe the clubs are running and we connected through the club, uh, and over the last couple of years I've got to know you a little bit, but uh, obviously in doing this I have to do a little bit of research to 
figure out what questions they're going to ask. You have literally no online presence. You have nothing. I couldn't find anything online. I'm on Instagram. You're on Instagram and that's it. I'm on Instagram. That is it. And Uh all of your photos on Instagram or Facebook are just unikids. Uh-huh. Uh, are they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, on Instagram is, um, so I'm Anna.win on Instagram. Right. And you got I, yourself some that followers is here. my, <laughs> yeah, I have got some for, yeah, aha. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, it's a really crazy mix on my Instagram of architecture, of mountain people, of people that make things. So I do green woodworking. So it's just like a really random, yeah. random mix and a bit of, uh, family life and trips and adventures. Oh, so, well yeah. that shows there's my level of research. Th- there's a lot of snow in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, like I couldn't find that much. Right. So I will admit to not actually knowing too much about your your story all right actually uh-huh. so this will be like a, a, a sort of good get to know you for me as well yeah. as anybody else who's yeah, listening yeah, to this uh-huh. um so to start with uh, let's kind of let's kind of go deep <laughs> let's, let's go deep let's go deep so who are you as a as a climber mountaineer general outdoorsy person uh-huh. what would you categorize yourself as um i well, I think I'm allowed to call myself a mountaineer. You think uh, you're allowed? I think I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I spend a lot of time up mountains. I'm a mountain obsessive. Even in architecture, I'm a mountain obsessive. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, aha. Uh-huh. So, um, I did a lot of my research uh, projects on how to build things up mountains, um, looking at landslide mitigation, oh, right. um, looking at... Um, yeah, crazy projects that are up mountains and how to detail stop the weather coming in yeah. or things getting avalanched away or things getting blown away. Yeah. So yeah, it's a kind of a across the board passion is mountains. Wow. That's uh, that's really interesting. <laughs> so um I did my work placement in Canada and BC. Um and we did big road trips up to Alaska and back down through the Rockies yeah. looking at um remote projects. Um using Chinese sustainable sustainable materials, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's all mountain related. Wow. But way, way, way back I'm from Hertfordshire, which is completely flat. Really boring. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I ran away from there as quickly as possible. It's got beautiful oak woods and that's about all it's Anybody got. listening all from Hertfordshire is just turned off. <laughs> yeah, we've lost them. Uh, so I got away from there as uh, quite young. Yeah. And um and I've been sort of adventuring from place to place for a while. I've um lived by the sea. And then we've been in Scotland about 10 years. Yeah. And as soon as I got here, I applied to join the Mountain Rescue, and which I never thought they'd let me in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you what? <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's, it's just been a big adventure since that. Cool. I mean, there's other stuff kind of that's led up yeah, to that. Yeah. I didn't just jump into it, otherwise they wouldn't have let me in. But So how did you end up in Scotland then? Uh, we moved up to Scotland because we were living in the city and it's doing my head in and we couldn't afford to live in the countryside but we got an opportunity, a family opportunity to renovate a house and being an architect. I yeah. went, yeah, cool, I'll do that. Um, we've done sort of building projects and stuff yeah. quite a lot and <laughs> lived in a lot of plaster dust for a long time. Um yeah, and it was my husband's granny's old house. Right. Um, so we thought, yeah, that's enough. What, that, this that's, place? No, no, the one one before this. Right, okay. Um, which was over near Drummond um, in Cullen. Ah, and nice. And that was an opportunity yeah. to have mm. get up Scotland and see if we liked it. And we did. Nice. Yeah. Well, I can see why. And there... <laughs> I can see why. Uh-huh. Um, 
And we've just moved like gradually closer towards the mountains a bit yeah. more since then. So and other projects. This sort of passion you've got for just outdoors in general uh-huh. uh, and, and the mountains, is this something that was always there or something you've kind of gradually kept discovering? Over? It's always been there and I don't really know why because I've come from a fact that I've got like, um, I've got uh, an uncle who is uh, quite a keen mountaineer Yeah. Um, and my dad was a, was a rambler and a hill walker oh, nice. and I got packed off to kids camp yeah. every summer for a couple of weeks with forest school camps which was an amazing experience so I just realised very early that I just loved being in nature yeah. and getting climbing up the most ruggedy things possible was the most exciting thing and anything basically that gave me the excuse to go up a hill get a view get away from things and be in nature and get muddy was great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I've just been kind of looking for all the opportunities to do that ever since nice nice so this is like you know something that's been growing up through your childhood then but your parents kind of I, I was about to use the word pushed you into it, but g- give you all the opportunities anyway. Well, the camp, the camp did, yeah, and yeah. then they were they were pretty good about me going off and just going off on my own and going and staying in youth hostels or sort yeah. of with friends to just go walking in the lakes or sort of get the train off to random places. Yeah, from um, when? How old are you? Uh, from fifteen. Nice. I sort of yeah, sort of fourteen, fifteen. I sort of go would go and stay with friends and do stuff like that. Um. And the camping organisation was quite a big part of my life growing up. My mum went when she was a kid as well. Yeah. So it's kind of been quite a good... Um, oh, it's a magical organisation, actually. It's really good. And I now staff that with... Um, so I take kids and stuff that now I've stayed with the organisation as an adult. Right. Um, and it's a charity and oh, it cool. gets kids out of cities. Um, so having done things like my ML... <laughs> Having served the dog and the dog in the water bowl. <laughs> uh, having done things at my ML has been useful to kind of feed into that as well. And yeah. um, oh, lots and lots of things from Mountain Rescue have fed into other parts of my life, actually, yeah, in a really useful way. Okay. But but that that's one of them as well. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic organisation. And... Uh, yeah, and been a big part of my life. And, and I've just, I, I'm really excited about maps as well. So I used to have maps all plastered around my walls uh, as a kid. Maps just like, And I used to get, like, people talk about getting itchy feet. Yeah. I, like, actually physically had, like, not, like, itchy feet like I had some kind of, like, fungal problem. Like, itchy feet, <laughs> like, like <laughs> which I don't. But, you know, like, I had, like, like itchy feet for, like, for, like, imagine, because I've got quite a 3D yeah. brain. So I would just be like imagining these places and like 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 itching to like go and do adventures and it was like it was a difficult teenage time because it was like a very physical it's like (laughs) (laughs) plus I was like quite angry with the world as well anyway so I was like angry with politics and everything so like I was a a combination (laughs) of all this stuff I was I just had to get out there yeah and uh, if someone had told me younger like. Like, what you need to do is do more, like, physical stuff that will help release all release of that. Release all this energy. Release all yeah. of this energy. Because people used to sort of hear me go, you're very angry, aren't you? I'm like, I just got to get out of there. The world is wrong. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out of that mountain. I just, I'm not very good at, like, sitting still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You say you have maps on the wall. I'm yeah, guessing yeah. this wasn't maps of Hertfordshire. I had, no. No, no. I had a map of Barra. Oh. <sighs> 
Because yes. it's sort of like a turtle. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's sort of like a turtle. Yeah, I think it sort of looks like Barra. Yeah, is that the one? I think it sort of looks a bit like a turtle. I am going to have to go and look uh, at a picture of Barra now. Yeah, uh, yeah. See if it looks like a turtle. Uh, and, um, yeah, map, like Lake District maps of places that I'd been to a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maps of Dartmoor, because that's quite cool to kind of, because it's sort of flat, but it's so wild. So yeah. it's quite cool to yeah. kind of have a look at. Um, the, the... And I had maps of Alaska. And I was like, one day I'm going to go there watching Northern Exposure. That looks amazing. And then I did and I went. And I was yes. like, yes. So you're sitting in, in your room looking at all these maps, like looking out the window at Flatland and looking at all these contours on the map and going, what does that look like? Oh, dear. I joined the Venture Scouts because I thought that that, like, for little, I got kicked out of the normal Scouts because yeah. apparently I was being a bad influence on the boys. But I tried to do <laughs> so the Venture Scouts. you were being Scouts. a bad influence on the boys? I tried to do the Venture Scouts for a bit and that was all right. But it was just running around in the woods. Yeah. Like, and there was, it was a bit like a paintball-y kind of a thing and it, that wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. Were you going around beating up all the boys? No, I don't really... Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I just, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So then you, you so I was just trying to prove myself in some way. Yeah, anyway, anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, and other issues. <laughs> Did I mention I was an angry teenager? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so you come up through your teenage years, you start to go on these little, little trips, get the training uh-huh. your own and stuff, and then you ended up out in Canada uh, for your work placement and stuff. Yeah. For your, it was, it was, sorry, for your studies, it was. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we... Uh, I did I did a lot of different jobs I've done a, a lot of different making jobs I've yeah. worked in construction I've worked in building work I've done landscaping I've done a lot of making and stuff prop making yeah. and then for a while um, I was sort of trying to mill about and work I did blacksmithing for a while I went to college Oof. and learned to be a blacksmith for two years so I've always been like a maker as well yeah. um, and then um worked out that actually architecture was probably a good combination of all of these things. It's just making on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. And that was also going to be part of like making things up mountains and, um, uh, yeah. So the work placement year of my architecture course, which takes seven years, uh, we went and did in Vancouver and I worked for a practice in Vancouver and we went and we taught snowboarding at the local ski mountains as well, because that was like the mountain connection with being there as well. Yeah, it yeah. was a good excuse to go and play. Um, made some lovely friends there did a big road trip up to Alaska and back down through the Rockies and um, yeah we've actually found a place on the way back down round that we're we're (laughs) going on another adventure back to soon the adventures never end the adventures (laughs) will never end so a continuation of that looking for more I'm quite torn we absolutely love Scotland Mm. we love Scotland and through the mountain rest of the biggest so back rewind 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 yeah rewind, rewind slightly right. yeah so we're gonna go and uh, live in the Rockies for two years yeah um, from about next August uh, this August and that is so that I can do some architecture work there because it's got a ski hill and my kids love skiing yeah they're really into it and we still ski a lot we want to do more ski touring um, a snowboard a split board and um, I can still do mountain rescue there and uh, we've got some nice friends and we're going to go and have an, have an adventure and try living closer to a ski hill. Nice. Um, the, the hardest decision about doing that, apart from leaving some friends and family here um, for this two years to go and see, see how we get on with it, 
is was leaving my man to rescue team oh. sabbatical from my man to <laughs> yeah, rescue sabbatical. team. Sabbatical. You'll be back. From my you'll man be to back. Rescue team. You know you'll be back. Um so yeah, so I had like um personal bit of personal mountaineering skills, experience of being in the mountain in the winter from teaching and doing various adventures and stuff. But um, I joined the mountain rescue team. I applied to join the mountain rescue team mm. in Arica um, pretty much as soon as we got to Scotland. And I started from quite a low base level compared to a lot of people on the team. Yeah. So there's a lot of yeah. people on the team who are um, already outdoor instructors yeah. or Super really, really experienced mountaineers. Yeah, yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing folks. Really inspiring. Um, so I started from quite a low base level and... Um, I have just learned so much and made amazing connections because there's so many areas to cover in mountain rescue that uh, would be um, everything from Land Rover driving, how to get in and out of a helicopter, avalanche rescue, all the first aid. So I've got up to CAS care in my my first aid and EMT. Um, And just being part of a team is amazing. I just absolutely love it. And it's, for for all the like things that I thought that I could do in in architecture, sort of like the physical environment, making spaces that people enjoy. Yes, I do care about that, but mm. actually, when I feel like I'm looking after my kids and everything that I'm supposed to do, but uh, <laughs> uh, the thing that I like, I really feel like I'm actually making a difference is in mountain rescue, yeah. and it's a great feeling to be part of a team doing something like that. It's it's a really special. It's, and it's, it's like a family in itself to be part of as well. And my skills have just, I mean, yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah. It is, continues to be fantastic. And I'm going to transfer that to Canada and then if we come back again as well. So Cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, I, like, I, I think you've, you've actually answered one of the questions I was going to ask later on. Oh, but sorry. it's all right, we will get, it's all right, we will get back on that. It's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, Araker Mountain Rescue, uh, you... You said you joined it when you just moved straight up to Scotland uh-huh. and you're walking into this team of people that are super experienced. Uh-huh. Um, what level of experience did you have when you first joined? Um, like you, you've just, you've been away to Canada <clears throat> yeah. and stuff. And you, Less had, than like, I thought I had. <laughs> I love that, just walking in with all the psych under the sun. So I'd climbed a bit. I had experience of being in the mountains in winter. Yeah. Um, I actually love the cold. I love snow. So <laughs> I don't, I can kind of cope with that. I've got quite a good, um, I'm lucky I've got quite a good internal radiator. Yeah. So yeah. I can kind of like cope with a reasonable amount of stuff like that. Um, um, and I was just keen to learn, but, and I had a, mm, my fitness wasn't as, yeah. as a, and my hill fitness was also needed a bit of work. Um, but I just had like, I'd had like a one year old baby mm. as well and a two year old. So, uh, <laughs> juggling all of that, you know, it's understandable yeah. that they needed a bit of time to kind of warm into it. Yeah, of course. Um, but even if, even if I'd had loads of climbing experience, um, I still like coming into mountain rescue, there's the, the, the kind of rigging that you do is, is a different head on to personal climbing yeah. anyway. Yeah. The way that you rig things, the, the kind of size of the setup that you need, and the way that you work as a team. It's, that's all completely yeah. different. Um, yeah, I really, I really like it. But yeah, my base level was pretty low. So I was hill, hill walker with some winter experience, a bit of climbing, 
um, I'd done my an, uh, sort of outnight overnighting camping yeah. in wildy places and um, uh, some first aid. Yeah. yeah. So that was where I was. That was the level I was coming in at. And all the psych under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. The, yeah. You know all that itchy feet energy that was yeah. around when I had a kid. That you go, now you got somewhere out. to direct it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they. Um, oh. And they were. Um, yeah. We'll carry on from here. Yeah. So, so actually one of my biggest, biggest learning things on the team is actually not all of the technical stuff that I've had to learn. <laughs> the biggest thing, and it's uh, Ross Cady will, <laughs> will uh, definitely testify to this one, <laughs> because he's told me quite a lot of times, is uh, slow down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Anna's rule for life. <laughs> slow down, slow and, shut down up. and shut up. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and then everything's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because then I go, oh yeah, I can do this. And I need to not say the stupid things out loud. I just slow down, look at this rationally. Yeah. And, and all the pieces come into place so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, <laughs> give us a kind of a, a rundown of what life as a mountain rescuer actually looks like. Like, oh, uh, for, for those that that don't know what actually goes on, it's not, you know, just getting called out and going out on jollies every now and again. Like, what does all the background kind of work look like? Um, for our team, so we get um, around 20 call-outs a year. Yeah. So that's not a massively busy team. It's not too like, bad, certainly actually. nothing compared to, like, Lake District teams or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Or um, or even some of the busier teams, yeah, uh, Lock Harbour and Glencoe. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Um, but what it means is that we uh, infill that with loads of training. Mm. So we train once a month for a full day. So we yeah. just had a brilliant winter training day just the other day. <laughs> and I had a, um, in wildy weather. So there's a full, full um, day a month and then an, um, an evening in between yeah. on a Wednesday night. Um, and then there's all the SMR Scottish Mountain Rescue training uh, programs um, and courses that you can go on. And you kind of have to, along with your training coordinator on the team, you have to kind of keep all of your skills topped up. That's your responsibility to kind of keep all of those topped up. Yeah. Um, whether that be search management, uh, rigging in summer, summer and winter, um, your first aid, um, off-road driving... Uh, all, all, all the different things that kind of the pieces, and also um, there's some new courses which are about looking after your team members, uh, mental health as well. Yeah, so yeah. really important things like that. Um, and it's kind of up to you. Uh, you can do lots of those, or you can just kind of keep them ticking over, and everybody's got their own capacity in their family time. Yeah. When you get a call out, you have to. It's a, it was a bit of a team decision. Um, do I have I got cover here? Can I just drop everything and run out the door? Yeah. Which um, has been negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, I have a very understanding family. Yeah. And my husband's on the local voluntary fire as well. So, uh, you know, and I do, um, um, I'm a community first responder. Yeah. So if I'm on duty for that, I Man, tend to all over- the override. So we've got all the emergency services covered. <laughs> That's it. This did, you is the emer- did you see all the jackets hanging up when you is came that all, <laughs> the re- Is that all the emergency services jackets? Yeah, so, yeah, Lock yeah. Oilhead Emergency Services yeah, is yeah. in this house. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. Much. Yeah, 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 you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I think you'll be alright on your own anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> so, I, I hope I never have to call you. I hope I never have to call you. It's alright, if you do, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that Just one. Keep that away. one under yeah, wraps. Uh-huh. Yeah. That could be that could be part two. We'll, we'll, part two of the podcast we can chat about chat about the, the major mess up I've made. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, and the team team training was really good. We had a had we've had a couple of. I just did the winter rigging, which was two weekends ago. Yeah, and the Saturday was in gusting sort of seventy. Was that during Storm Chiara? Uh, yeah, no, it was the one before. Then no, that was last weekend, which we were out in um, for for doing winter training. Nice. Uh, and with a, a joint exercise with Oban. Yeah, and. That was that was good, but um, most people couldn't feel their fingers for quite a lot of the day. Uh, it was sort of just uh, sideways, fifty mile an hour sleet, which was really really pleasant. Excellent, and an excellent learning environment. Yeah, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, and the weekend before that was it. The weekend before that, one before that was the other big storm that just came through. Dennis. Uh, yeah, Dennis, Dennis. I think. Yeah. yeah. So the first day we were doing winter rigging up above the CIC hut, and. Um, and that was not loads of precipitation, but crazy gusts. Yeah. So we're all trying to do this, and it was just, just crazy, crazy gusts. Because um, that would have been spiralling the Cody as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> it all the spin drift from everywhere. <laughs> well, no, and then the Sunday we we got the we got the um, the cable car up um, around to Anakmore, yeah. and we um, and that was. That was less gusty, but just constant, <laughs> constant <laughs> sideways and no visibility. So that was lovely as well. Yeah. And then we were just about to sack it off and uh, Lock Harbour got a call out and two of the instructors that were helping on the training. Yeah. So we all got helicoptered off to go over on the back of the bend to go look for somebody was for the, the next four hours. Got caught in the... Was it no, this was a Slovakian guy. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. So we spent about four hours looking for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it did clear actually once we got the helicopter back <laughs> off again. It was really beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, so that was a good adventure weekend. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that, that it can it can be that, or it can just be we poodle down, have some coffee, and we talk about how uh, how to how to use our radios yeah. um, better or something like that. It's a real cool. mixture of things. So it's, it's a really busy schedule. All this, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I um, yeah, I'm. I do, I do pile it on a little bit. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't, I don't use my sofa very often. The sofa, oh, you've got the all sofa, this energy to burn off. The sofa off, doesn't get much of a look in. <laughs> that angry teenager's still there that needs to burn off all this energy. That's what it is. Well, I know, and politics has just got even worse. Oh. So I mean, you've <laughs> got even more to like rage about. Huh? Um, that's why Scotland's better. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I I infill with um, uh, with making things still. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. <laughs> and uh, so we've just got animals doing laps around yeah. the table. Dogs going nuts. The, the cats, cats on, on the, the table, table and the dogs doing laps. Take it in your bed. <laughs> right, come on. Put you down. The uh, the menagerie is trying to take over. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So you said that uh, all this training stuff for mountain rescue has actually been quite useful outside of mountain rescue. It's been used, yeah. Like that's a lot of skills that you're learning, and like a lot of that will be transferable everywhere else as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are like kind of the the major ones that you've kind of taken from it? Um. 
so I guess like practical skills are physical confidence, technical confidence, sort of being able to plan and safely be in the mountains. Yeah. So I did my did my ML and I did my winter ML training. Right. Um, yeah. and the training was fantastic. Um, I did that up at the lodge with Sam Leary, and it was great fun. <laughs> and um, the yeah, so so the actual practicalities. And then I think uh, the working, understanding about myself and how I work in a team, the slow down, shut up, uh, <laughs> is is good in every aspect of yeah. your life. Uh, it's, it's, it's a confidence thing, I think, that's been really good. So if I go and work it, so I work for myself as an architect, but I'm planning to go back to working in an office. Right. And I should think that there's probably quite a lot of that sort of teamwork thing that would hopefully oh, be tra- sure. hopefully be transferable sure. in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. And um, and and those skills, obviously. So running the climbing club. Yep. Um, which I do because my kids. I started off because my kids were keen on climbing. Um, so we'd go for a walk and like the only bit they were interested in doing was like scrambling on the sidey bits of the path and not actually being on the path yep. because the path is I can 100% yeah, sympathise yeah, yeah. with that yeah yep. yeah cool yeah so, so, so can I yeah uh, the flat bits are boring and this is yeah look at all of that <laughs> so we've taken them on some some good adventures we've been hiking in um, in Switzerland a bit and obviously we've been back to Canada and there's going to be a continuation of that yeah, Canadian yeah. adventuring Um yeah, but they, uh, they we were taking them into Glasgow a bit, and then we realised well actually we've got a climbing wall in the village here. Mm. Um, I presume, do you want me to talk about the climbing club? Uh, we will get on the. Climbing All right, club. okay, cool. We'll right, get on yeah, the yeah. club. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's fed into lots of different things. Yeah, yeah cool, absolutely. Um, and I know, like I know you mentioned earlier that <clears throat> uh, you know you're doing something in Sheffield. Yes. Or... Yeah. So um, the there's not. A massive amount of women in mountain rescue. Yeah. Uh, the numbers are growing, yeah. which is fantastic. And I think that um, there's possibly a perception that women are not st- physically strong enough to be in mountain rescue. But the uh, amount of... I, I'm the, I'm bigger than... You know, stronger than some other, like men that I have seen on teams. So yeah. that's, not, that's questionable. Um, <laughs> obviously, physical ability um, is incredibly useful in a lot of the situations that we're yeah, in for various really elements of it, it there, uh-huh. yeah. but you're working as a team and not everything is about the physical capabilities of it even carrying a stretch and doing a really long stretch carry off yeah. a hill in difficult circumstances i i can i can certainly be a useful part of that stretch of carry and you're swapping around anyway yeah. and so many elements about being on the team and not about that physical element there's um, noticing stuff, organising stuff, the medical stuff, driving, you know, so many, like, um, planning, organising, yeah, I think just the, the observation, attention to detail, that is, that's the kind of, the, the most important part of yeah, it, yeah. just because you can hoof something up a hill, anyone can hoof something up a hill, yeah, like, you, you need can the get logistics any, behind yeah, it, but they need to know what they're doing when they get there as well, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah uh-huh. absolutely, yeah, so, um, so yeah, the question. So so uh, I'm going to do a talk about uh, how women can get into mountain rescue um, for the BMC at Sheffield Mountain Film Festival yeah. uh, in a couple of weeks, um, which would be really good fun. Cool. And there'll be lots of really cool other other women talking about doing adventuring yeah. and stuff there. 
Cool. So that's that's really fantastic because I think yeah, yeah, I think that that broad range of skills in a team is super important. And yeah, that yeah, doesn't matter whether you're male or female. It really doesn't. Would you be able to give us a, a, a snippet of her, of your talk? Like how? how no, because I haven't planned it yet. Oh, right. this week. <laughs> no, Excellent. I'm going to go. Blah, 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 blah. No, I will plan it. Obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and it's kind of uh, it's a it's around it's more of a roundtable discussion with a little bit of a presentation. It's not like a yeah. full on talk. So. So um, how how would uh, anyone get into mountain rescue? Um, Okay. Not uh, just not just women, but how, how could anybody do it? Uh, well, there are some basic skills. Obviously, I haven't planned this talk yet, but I'm going to do... <laughs> well, this is the start of the planning. Okay, right. We, we can work okay, through thanks. it together. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well done, Rob. That's really good. Yeah, yeah welcome, okay. to the, so, welcome to the right. podcast. So you need, um, uh, you need to be heel fit. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty important. Cool. Yeah. Probably a you need good to be heel fit and kind of like understand what heel fit actually means. And in heel fit, summer and winter can, can be different. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to have... Um, Man, some preferably mountaineering and a bit of personal climbing experience um, but it doesn't have to be masses mm. but you need to be able to be comfortable in different weather conditions um, some navigation skills would be good so going and doing an av course like just I can the weekend, see why that would be handy just like a, a, a you know just like a couple of days yeah. nav course I can't remember what the qualification is for that but um, doing some of that and getting out on the hill and knowing how to find yourself again Um and yeah, basic first aid um, you want to come in with and being <laughs> being good in a team and all right, you know, just yeah. not a knob. Working as a unit. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> always useful. <laughs> general yeah. life rule. <laughs> yeah, general life rule. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, yeah. And... Um, and just apply and speak to them yeah. and see they do they tend to do like intake rounds um our team's got up to sort of 30 people on the team yeah and we try not to have two like maybe like four trainees at a time any more than four trainees is kind of a bit too much to handle because you're kind of like wanting to actually be reminding people of uh, their core skills and stuff rather than doing the learning stuff all the time but um it can be more than that, and uh, and having time commitment as well. So your job makes a difference. Yeah. Um, we have got quite a few outdoor instructors on the team, which sounds wonderful, but actually, if they're out on the hill with a group of kids, they can't just drop that in the daytime. So it's good to have a mixture of people. So architects, yeah, uh, doctors, mechanics. We've got teachers. We've got a whole range of people. Yeah. Um, Lots of different skills going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good. Lots of different skills, lots of different kind of approaches to problem solving um, and different kinds of availability. All the elements of a good team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. um, so I, I, I did, did another interview with Mick Tai uh, the other day, which was amazing. All right. Uh, actually amazing. Oh, yeah, no pressure then, right. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the... <laughs> This is the club you're you're operating in here, um, and he actually asked me because um, obviously he's old school mountain rescue. Uh, he asked me what the sort of the the most common error is out in the hills, the, the thing that causes most incidents, most he collapse. Asked you. He asked me, uh-huh. and I'm ashamed that I got it wrong. All right, I got it wrong. Oh, so it's um, a test. Okay, yeah, right. So, yeah. but he said, I mean, what what would you say actually? Uh, here we go. Here oh, we go. No. Here's the test. <laughs> Here's the test. Okay. What's the most common what, error that people... What's the most people... common cause of, of call-outs? The most oh. common cause of call-outs yeah. is a broken ankle. 
See, that's what I said. It is. That's what I said. Go on. Well, that, that is on our patch. Yeah, so uh-huh. that, that's what I said. Um, okay, sorry. No, that's the most common injury. Yeah. Right. So the most common call out would be somebody not taking a map and compass with them and not being prepared. Navigation. Yeah, navigation. navigation yeah. yeah, and they rely so, on their phone and then they're lost. I, I said yeah. the same as you. I thought slips and trips because uh-huh. when you look at the, the most common the, injury when you look at the stats, it's all uh-huh. oh, slips and trips. But yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. they were they had a slip and trip because they're in the wrong place. Right, like, right, right. Okay. Or just, or just bad luck. Or just bad luck. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, like he, you know, he, he asked me that question. I'm ashamed that I got it wrong. <laughs> um, but he said navigation. <laughs> I managed what? to redeem myself. You the did. Last minute. You nailed it. I can give a good report back to Mick now. Yeah, Arakur's on okay, it. Okay, I'm allowed. Arakur's on it. Um, so what would, you know, what would you say that some of the other big common mistakes are? You know, what are things to watch out for? Because there's lots of people going out there now that really haven't truly thought it through. So what are things to... Oh, there's all kinds. So people, people not understanding, uh, um, people who've like come up come up to Scotland and in the winter the the, the daylight mm. is you know is going is going earlier yeah. so they kind of haven't factored that in um lots of not you know lots of poor preparation about where you're going telling people where you're going kit you've taken with you yeah. that's not not uh, good enough um not warm enough um haven't got a proper torch loads of people without it's the I think the navigation and not having um not having a torch with you, and um, people are trying to use the torch on their phones, and their batteries have gone, and they're using that for their navigation as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. just a whole disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> um, people going up and finding uh, snow patches because they thought it was the springtime. Yeah, um, and it's actually like really grainy, loose snow, so it's even worse to try and like move across. And yep. again, Ill, poorly equipped for it. So yeah, I, I will admit to have done that. Walking up and going, oh, there's a big patch of snow where I'm going. Ah, uh, oh, and I'm gonna have to try and round it. <laughs> or you post hole into it, and you feel you find a little burn, and you're like, yeah. got wet feet. And wet it's just, feet. You know, it's all heading in the wrong direction from uh, that point onwards, yeah. isn't it? I've already told you my story about wet feet. I <laughs> yes, really don't want have. that one. Again. I really don't want that one again. Oh um, uh, yeah, your, but your toe—you still can't feel the end of I your toe. I still can't feel the end of my toe. Oh my goodness! Like, it's, like <laughs> the end of my toe is still numb. It's been a week now. Yeah, stepping in a river or the walk into a winter day is probably not the best of ideas. No, no, no. To when you went to train, when you went to a motor training, you get told, "What's the number one rule? If you can't wait that feet, that's your day done." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, la 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 la. It's a little damp. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, no, bad, bad plan. Uh, I've done a, a few with the mountain marathons and on a couple of the mornings so yeah. like sent us out in the morning and it snowed overnight and, and they gave us the map sent us off and the first thing we had to do before we went into the snow yeah. was run through the burn and then into the snow I was like that is really cruel that's so harsh that is so cruel and then oh. I just going to feel my feet the whole day oh that's grim the whole day but at least the navigation was was really really easy because yeah. you could just see all the footprints in the snow <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway um, so you know being part of this mountain rescue thing you've been out in some pretty horrendous conditions not uh-huh. just in training as well but uh-huh. on proper call outs and stuff um, so what's it like sort of looking you know getting the call out looking at the weather and looking at the location that you're going to have to go out in and knowing that well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be out there for an unknown amount of time uh-huh. <laughs> in that. Uh-huh. Well, the 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 first thing, like the adrenaline's going, so you're like, hey, we've got we've got a call out, yeah, and somebody needs yeah. your help, so you're kind of very focused on that. But you do have to the the 
it's it's not an apprehension. It's a, actually what you have to do is wind your wind your excitement back in again, yeah, and yeah. The, and that adrenaline of kind of the rush you've got to drive sensibly yeah. to the call out for the first thing. A lot slow of crap, down, shut like, up. Yeah, slow down, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> like so. The, so like the, you know that's that's like an actual big risk factor is just getting yourself even to the call yeah, out. Yeah. You've we the, your number one priority is yourself. Mm. It has to be. Yeah. And your second priority is the team and your third priority is the casualty. And yeah. that's the way it really has to work. Yeah. So although there's plenty of times when we've kind of pushed the limits of what we where we should be and what we're doing because we've it's it's you, you have to you you do really need to try and wind that in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's tricky to do because everyone's like very focused on let's do that because this is what we've trained for this is what we've that's what we've got up yeah someone's out there needs your do. help but yeah, you're yeah, no yeah, use yeah. to them if yeah. you've got so yourself so with hindsight's the situations situation. that were probably riskier than we should have put ourselves in yeah um particularly like avalanche risk and things like that um but uh you, you need to kind of be okay in the team to kind of flag flag things up and yeah. make a change and and remember that that you've got to kind of look after your own safety as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What's it like being out there in like absolutely horrific oh, conditions I love for it. hours? <laughs> I love it. So long as I've got enough swaps of gloves. Yeah. So long as I've got enough swaps of gloves, because um, yeah, but you can do that thing. You kind of make a fist, put them in. Like, oh yeah, fingers out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. keep in it. Um, and I've got my goggles. Um, and I'm all just wrapped up like a thingy with my, my buffalo layers and my thing yeah. on. I absolutely love it. There's nothing about being. Oh. There's nothing like being <laughs> totally wrapped up in all of your gear. Nice yeah, and cozy, like, but getting beaten by the weather. Roof, check it out. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a good feeling. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a good it's feeling really that. good because you're like beating the elements. You're like, aha, I'm where I want to be. In it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, it's great. That I mean, that leads me onto the my my last question on. On the mountain rescue stuff uh-huh. uh, that you kind of did answer earlier, but why? Why mountain rescue? Why mountain rescue? Um, that's um, a deep question. Oh, it is it? Well, yeah, I think I suppose I did. I did. I did say it's it's um it's an excuse to get in the mountains. Yeah, it's taught me loads of skills, and you get to help people. <laughs> Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, like ah, could, I have done something useful. Um, I've made I the world better, made the world a better place. So I've contributed yeah. to something useful. Yeah. So that's yeah. I mean, there's that's lots it, of really. things. Like if you <laughs> if you don't mind going out and getting beaten by the weather, there's loads of things in that 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 are actually severe positives for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. going out it get, gets like you said, it gets you into the hills. Uh-huh. You know, you love the mountains. You love yeah. getting out there, yeah. even in crap weather. You love getting yeah. out there. Yeah, you almost get, especially. <laughs> almost especially. You love helping people. Uh-huh. You know, you wouldn't be in the mountain rescue if you didn't want to help people. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. um, and all the the things that it teaches you as well. Like there's there's actually quite a lot of benefits you can get out of it. Massively. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. not just doom and grim and misery. No, no. And, it's like another family. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, it is a family as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 All the mountain rescue members that I've ever met mm-hmm. uh, are all super tight with their team, which you have to be. Uh-huh. Oh, it's not to say there's not rocks, but there's rocks in families as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I remember the first time I went to the um, the mountain rescue conference. Yeah. So there's people coming from all the different teams, and that had a like a yeah that sort of gave me sort of this sense of this connectedness with everybody there. Yeah. It was it was really yeah. cool. Ah, oh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty yeah, cool. Really cool. Uh, let's move away from mountain rescue stuff because we've talked about that for quite a while now, actually. 
I didn't realise how long that had been. That was quite a, quite an in-depth chat. Sorry. Um, no, no, so uh, let's, let's go back to... You can tell me to shut up. <laughs> that wouldn't really work on a recording. <laughs> 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 Slow down, shut up. Yeah. Okay. Breathe, breathe. We got this. Okay. Uh, so just, you know, back to the, the, the reason that we met. Uh, you are the leader, the chief, the queen, almost, oh. of, of the Loch Goyle Head Climbing Club. Um, so, so who is the club? Why... why what was the aim? Why did it get started? Uh, my kids like climbing. Yeah. And I could um, belay them. So I said, right, okay, let's find somewhere we can do this. And there's a bunch of other kids at the school that wanted to. Mm. So it snowballed. Yeah. Um, it's funny how that happened. Yeah, no, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and once you start sort of saying, putting, put, you know, putting your head above the parapet and saying, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, I'll organise this. Um, Yes, so there I am. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've got some really, really supportive parents who show up and help out and um, are brilliant. And Ardroy Outdoor Centre, who've been super, super supportive. Yeah. And we use their climbing wall for free, which is very nice of them. And we um, get instructors from them. Um, and I do annual fundraising to cover the costs and our Climb Scotland. Um, uh, insurance that we've been working through. Who's the actual supplier of the insurance? Mountaineering Scotland. Mountaineering Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we get really good cover, um, and um, so I just have to kind of do like one fundraising push a yeah. year, yeah. and that kind of sets us sets us going for the thing. We try and get outside when the weather allows in Argyll, <laughs> which is always interesting. It's always a tricky one. You can't yeah. plan it ahead even slightly. Um, yeah, so we get down to Glencrow Crags, yeah, um, and we've used some other walls as well. And then a few of the other members have been going and doing their um, their nigh bass at the TCA, nice. um, which has been really good to feed into that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I've got a good steady number of climbers. They're tiny. <laughs> <laughs> they're tiny. Yeah, how old are they? So it's the primary school. Yeah, so they're five. To eleven. Five to eleven. Um, and I used to try and do them all in one go, which yeah. is mental. That's but as nuts. you could contest it yeah. because you've been there and you've uh-huh. seen how mental it is. I have been there. <laughs> and I said, This is probably <laughs> this is probably not the most sensible idea. So I split them between as they are in the school, because the school has just two composite classes, yeah. so they're kind of yeah. fairly used to that split. There's the first three years and then the four four years above. And that seems to work pretty well. Um, and they're they're, they're a great bunch. They're, they're rowdy as yeah. hell <laughs> and they're in a contained space in the climbing wall which I think exasperates things but um, it's like contained chaos <laughs> yeah. yeah as yeah. long as it's contained it's, it's alright it's, it's safe it's safe it's safe but it's it's a little yeah they're, they're, they've got energy <laughs> yeah, like the couple of times that I've worked with you guys, it's super high energy sessions, mega yeah, yeah, high energy uh-huh. sessions, and they're like, really but they're they're excited about climbing, and that's yeah, the whole point. It. That's yeah. the whole point is giving them physical confidence, and and we're not going to be able to like train them up with them like all the technical skills, yeah. we? But we're introducing them to it. Um, You're letting them you learn know. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're trying to give them some skills and <laughs> techniques, but I mean, like, we're not. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a really good opportunity for them to find physical confidence um, in a in a safe environment, and uh, and ho- I hope it will lead them on to. Well, I mean, when we get to go outside, mm. 
that's that's even you know that's even, like even the gold worse. medal yeah yeah it totally yeah. is yeah that's the and cake it's a shame we don't get to do that as as many times in the thing i mean um in the in the term but um yeah yeah that's i i want them to uh be safe and comfortable exploring outside and this amazing environment we've got around us yes and that's the, I think that's a really good starting point for them. Yeah, so. no, it absolutely is. Like you said, like you guys are living in an amazing, amazing part of the world, surrounded mm. by all this stuff. Mm. So giving them an introduction yeah. in our droid yeah, yeah, yeah. to allow them to go and experience yeah, yeah. this. And they may end up being, you know, getting their first job as, you know, instructors yeah. and going through all the paces in that way. Or yeah. they may not, but they may be able to in their spare time go yeah. and have those adventures and and be, you know, confident doing that. Yeah. No, like absolutely. I yeah. so I that's, that's like you know I I run a club as well, uh, yes, and yeah, yeah. I've got one, two, at least five, six members now who all work in climbing walls. Four oh, of them really? work oh, in the Glasgow Climbing Centre, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we operate, which is awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. One of them's ended up through in Edinburgh, and one of them's up in Aberdeen. Um, well done, high five. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so sorry, like, we're just supposed to do fist bumps. Fist bumps. Yeah, yeah, fist, fist bumps. bumps. Fist bumps yeah, are quieter on a podcast, sorry. so that's fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it is great. Like Giving them in the, this introduction, it might actually start them off on maybe yeah. not a full career path, yeah. but yeah. some some part-time work uh-huh. or whatever when they go to uni. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I know that's what my guys are using it for, so... Are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. No, so it's I think, really I th- when, when I... So when you talk about like winding it back, um, about how I kind of got into doing outdoory things, when I was at, when I was at school, mm. um, I was rubbish at all the sports on offer. Just totally rubbish. There was lots of ball sports yeah. and stuff. I was just totally rubbish at them. I think the one thing that I kind of did a little bit was sort of trampolining, uh, which I kind of liked a bit, but I was still rubbish at that. Yeah. Um, uh, hockey, I just got put in goal. You know, it was just, it was just nothing. Like, I couldn't do tennis and, and I wasn't like a fast runner or anything. Nobody told me how to breathe when I was running. So I was like, this is horrible. Um, so I just thought I was rubbish at it. So yeah. I just went into the into the um, technology workshop and just made things, which yeah. is also good. That was fine. Yeah. Well, that's led to a pretty good career. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got into um, a university and uh, I tried... Oh, I did a lot of cycling. Yeah. I did do, I went cycle touring quite a lot. So it was like good good with that. So I like was keeping like a reasonable level of like cardio fitness and yeah. stuff. And that was fine. And I had strong legs. Um, and then I went to uni and I started doing kickboxing. There was a Thai boxing club, oh, wow. and I had like someone that was into that. And uh, yeah, and I realised that um, that I quite liked doing that, <laughs> and I got quite good at kickboxing. I did it for years. And what happened? And then when I did some climbing as well, so we used to go um, places around. I was living in Plymouth for a bit. Yeah. and did stuff from down there, and um, and the combination of a bit of climbing. And the kickboxing transformed like what my perception of what I could physically do in term and it gave me balance, coordination and strength yeah. and confidence. And the combination of those things um, has just seen me through all, all the way um, to now being able to go and do lots of uh, mountaineering things and being doing doing more climbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I run. Which, because I like, somebody taught me how to actually breathe when you run, and that's like compliments, you know, everything to be able to have that, that yeah. kind of cardio put in. Um, but yeah, but it, it, none of the sports at school, unfortunately, gave me any kind of um, way in 
to getting physical confidence. I had to go and find those elsewhere. Yeah. I'm really glad I did. Um, and snowboarding as well. So uh, when I tried skiing when I was younger, I balance and coordination. Again, I didn't have that. Yeah. But then once I'd done the kickboxing and the climbing, um, that massively improved. And I was discovered that I could do that as well. Um, yeah, so I think that's, I think do offering a broader range of activities that kids can do, mm. especially ones that get you outside, particularly like climbing, is really, really important. Yeah. They don't do that at school. Yeah. No, absolutely. 100% agree. You've just sold climbing to millions of people. <laughs> I'm hoping millions of people listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, three people. <laughs> um, so yeah, awesome. Uh, like You've sold climbing. You've sold why it's it's good to join a club because it just offers you that, doesn't it? Totally. Um, totally. So in terms of running a club, what's it like running a club? Um... It's a little bit of a stress sometimes, but actually when you kind of put the pieces together, it's, I mean, it's very, it's really, really satisfying. That's like the main thing. That's the reason when you're doing it, as for all the reasons I've just explained. Um, Funding applications are just boring. Meeting deadlines of funding applications is boring and it's just a bit of a, a pain in the bum, but the rest of it is fine, really. Um, uh, Yeah, it's... It's just a bit of a little bit of logistics. Yeah, yeah. Like um, the admin side to it, there's not that much. It's just kind of annoying stuff. It's the paperwork yeah, side. It's the, that, so, the so paperwork side that climbers are just not good at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm dyslexic, so like, uh, yeah. It's just just takes a bit longer. Yeah. And it just always feels like a bigger task than it actually is when you sit down and actually do it. Yeah. But no, it's fine. It's really it's um. The, the insurance uh, is all very made really, really simple and they send me reminders and everything, so that's brilliant. <laughs> you send me, like, going, how are you doing? And stuff, which is really yeah. good. So I get, like, a little morale boost of, like, <laughs> hooray, people care. And I'm supported, it's good. Um, and I've got really good parents who turn up. Yeah. Like, um, so that's really, really that's important. That's really helpful. Really, really, really important. Helpful, like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The um, most important part about for, for any club is those parent volunteers that, yeah, definitely, involved, you know. definitely. They, they, they're the ones that keep it going. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I will hopefully be um, organised and be passing the baton on when we go and have our Canadian adventure yeah. so that it actually continues because I think that's a big risk is that when one parent's kids kind of go off it yeah, or grow yeah. up or they move on that it will sort of fizzle out. So that's that's the... Yeah, the yeah. We're going to put strategies in place to make yes, sure that... absolutely. And keep me in the loop on that because I want to be sort of involved in that handover and... Just make sure things don't snowball. Thank you. I've got your back. Snowballs! Woo! Yeah, you're going to go play with snowballs. I'm going to be in, in, in a rainy August in Scotland. Uh, so, for, you know, not just running a club, but clubs in general, like, uh, good stuff, bad stuff? For, for, for you guys doing all the admin stuff and the organisation and then running the sessions? Um... I mean, the, the, the good stuff is the... The good the, stuff the, the, the kids climbing. The kids climbing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. think of, yeah. It's a hard yeah. one, that, because like you look at it from the, outs- from the outside and it's it's kind of a, a scary world taking on that kind of responsibility to do it. Yeah. But once you're in it, it's not it's not that scary. No. It's really not that scary. And no. like you see all these kids getting climbing and absolutely loving it and following, mm-hmm. you know, following what, what you'd hope. So. Uh-huh. 
yeah, it's it's awesome. I think par- parents, if they want to, kind of like they'll 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 come, but to actually like touch a rope, you yeah. know, they're like if they're not familiar and they've never climbed, that feels really daunting. Like, oh my god, I'm going to be in charge of this responsibility and safety, yeah, yeah. and it takes that that takes a bit of time to kind of um, you know f- for things to become familiar and to show that this is this is this is simple and yeah. what you're going to be doing here and we're all here and we're all checking and we have a process for checking and doing that safety and suddenly they go oh actually yeah 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 oh that's yeah yeah I can do that, it's not that bad. I can do that yeah, yeah that's fine. good isn't it oh yeah. right just yeah uh-huh. yeah but um but yeah the perception is that it's very technical and it's going to be really difficult and stuff and you're yeah. like no 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 this is yeah and we're all here and we're all helping and we're all watching and we're all making it safe so it's yeah. good no absolutely I think that's that's the main challenge that every club every club has got yeah. if the from the outside looking in, it looks all technical yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. it's a big level of responsibility. Yeah. And for new people coming in, it's what if I drop somebody's child? Yeah, it's you know, you're, you're not just feeling your own kids or setting stuff up for your own kids, it's other people's kids. And yeah. man, that's scary, totally. But once you're, yeah. once you're in, it's like, oh, well, the rigging is no different from when I was doing it with my kids, and the B lane is no different from uh-huh. when I was doing it with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually uh-huh. totally fine. And the checking process is yeah. yeah. The buddy checks and everything yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. all there, so it's not actually that bad. No. Yeah. No. It just no, takes no. you it takes some people to make the leap of faith. Yeah. Um, but it definitely helps when there are uh, people like you that are so psyched that that will help them get into it. You know, like in in, in all the clubs. The key factor is having really one person that is just mega psyched that everyone gets a little bit of of confidence from, you know. Um, And again, I I guess your mountain rescue stuff, all your team building stuff has uh, helped with that, you know. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I've only got bashful now. (laughs) She's blushing. I've just gone off for it. Anyway. Excellent. Uh, So, I've gone through all my questions. Well done. That is as... Phew, it's done. <laughs> was it that skinny? Uh, no, it wasn't scary. No. No, it was all very <laughs> friendly, thank you. Yeah, thank no, you very much for sitting really down. That was that was a really good insight, especially into all the mountain rescue stuff. I know that is like the inside world of mountain rescue is something that a lot of people aren't really Well, hopefully it's useful. Up hopefully on, so. um, if it in, encourages a single person to come into the team, yeah. especially the ladies, <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, find out who your nearest team is and just email them. Drop them an email and see if they're recruiting and uh, I'll just have a chat yeah. and see. But um, it's a very, very rewarding yeah. part of... It's a big part of my life and it's been very rewarding. Yeah, yeah. I like... Uh, big shout out to all the mountain rescue teams. Much respect for, for the work that you guys do. Um, it is phenomenal and it is, it is very much appreciated. Um, and for anyone that is listening who wants to get involved... Like Anna said, you can contact the mountain rescue teams. Um, but you know, if you don't want to cause a call out, learn your stuff, learn how to navigate, get the right kit, do all your planning properly. You know, absolutely. Um, cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's all about the planning. Cool. It's yeah. Thanks. That's thanks that's... for coming out and braving this this the muddy track down to the house today. <laughs> I did bottom out twice in the car. Oh no! I did. I bottomed oh, no. out twice oh, no. with my already broken bumper <laughs> because <laughs> my already broken bumper because Callum Callum. <laughs> Callum Callum drove into a deer in my car. Oh, <sighs> now that's on record. That's, <laughs> that's out there in the world. He's going to have to deal with the consequences of that. Oh, thanks for coming Excellent. out. Love thank you very see much. You. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. That was 
Brilliant. Thank you so much to Anna for sitting down for that little chat. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you like hearing from Anna just as much as I do. It is brilliant. She is just as wild as advertised. Um, and because we can now get back out climbing in some way or another, this is the time to do your buddy checks. Now is not the time to be making silly mistakes because we've not checked each other. So please, everybody, make sure you do your buddy checks while you're at the crag. Um, uh, but yeah, get out there. Have fun. Stay safe. Be responsible. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>